Chapter Three of the Morning of Joy by Horatius Bonar. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Earnests of the Morning. The true morning has not yet broken, hardly does it give forth any sign of breaking, save the deeper darkness that is the sure foreteller of the dawn. It is still night upon the earth, and the children of the night are going to and fro in the world's streets, doing the unfruitful works of darkness, walking in lasciviousness, lusts, excess of wine, revellings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, yielding to the flattering lips of the seducer that lieth in wait at every corner in the black and dark night." Proverbs 7, 9-21, making provision for the flesh by living in rioting and drunkenness, in chambering and wantonness, in strife and envying, Romans thirteen thirteen, compassing themselves about with sparks of their own kindling, which only sadden the gloom and make us feel more truly that it is night. It is still night to the church, a night of danger, a night of weariness, a night of weeping. Her firmament is dark and troubled. The promise of morning is sure, and she is looking out for it with fixed and pleading eye, sore tired with the long gloom. Yet it has not arisen. It is still deferred, deferred in mercy to an unready world, to whom the ending of this night shall be the closing of hope, and the sealing of ruin, and the settling down of the infinite darkness. For the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But though it is night, there are times, both in the saints' own history and the church's annals, which may be spoken of as mornings even now. Such was the morning to Adam when Seth was born to him after Abel's death, Genesis 4.25. Such was the morning to Noah when the flood dried up and the face of the earth was renewed. Such was the morning to Jacob when the tidings came to him that Joseph was yet alive. Such was the morning to Naomi when Ruth and Boaz wiped off the tears of widowhood, and when in her old age she saw her seed and took the child and laid it in her bosom, Ruth 4.16. Such was Hannah's morning when, after long years of bitterness, the Lord granted her petition, and she went her way and was no more sad, 1 Samuel 1.18. Such was the morning that dawned on Job when the Lord accepted him and turned his captivity, giving him twice as much as he had before, blessing his latter end more than his beginning. Footnote. Job 42, 9-12. Yet even here there seems an allusion to the true morning yet to come, and an intimation that all this restored fullness was but an earnest. For, as has been remarked, while Job has all his sheep, oxen, etc., exactly doubled to him, his children are not doubled. He had lost seven, and he gets back but seven for he must look to the resurrection morning for the restoration of his seven lost ones, and not till then is he to get the double. End footnote. Such was Israel's morning, when the Lord turned back the captivity of Zion, making them like men that dream, filling their mouth with laughter and their tongue with singing, in the day of their deliverance from exile. Thus there are mornings ever and anon bursting on us now. They are, indeed, little more than brief brightenings of the darkness, lulls in the long tempest that is to rage unspent till the Lord come. Still, we may call them mornings, just as we give the name of midday to the dim kindlings of the sky at daily noon in the six months' arctic night, when the sun keeps below the horizon. 
or better and truer we may call them earnests of the morning that morning which is to outshine all mornings and to swallow up alike the darkness and the light of a present evil world dim and transient as are these earnests they are unutterably gladdening they cheer the heavy darkness and are pledges of sunrise our life on earth the life that we now live in the flesh is thus made up of many nights and many mornings it is not all one night nor is it all one day everything pertaining to it seems to revolve or alternate it is a life of sinking and rising of going and returning of ebbing and flowing of shade and brightness the health of the soul seems in some measure to need such changes just as the soil owes much of its fruitfulness to the vicissitudes of the seasons as there is no even continuance of constant good so there is no equal pressure of unbroken evil as the season of calm is brief so is the burst of the storm the days of darkness are many more in number than the days of light yet they do not last always many are the afflictions of the righteous yet there are breaks in the line of evil for it is added the lord delivereth him out of them all our god has so fashioned us and so regulated our circumstances that each grief has its crisis its spring tide after which it seems as if by a law to recede not only can the soul not bear beyond a fixed amount of pain or pressure without giving way but it cannot be kept too long upon the stretch if the tension is protracted the spirit fails the mind breaks down or if this is not the case callousness comes on we grow stupid and insensible affliction loses its power by being too heavy or too long the highest mountain has its summit the deepest mine shaft has its lowest level nor in general are these long in being reached so even when there is sorrow upon sorrow there is respite between or gladness at the close of the dark series the outer and the inner world have to some extent the same laws of alternation and relief tides and variations seem needful in both thus it was in the life of david at one time he stood with gladness in the courts of his god at another he bemoaned himself saying when shall i come and appear before god at one time he went with the multitude at another he wandered in solitude and exile at one time he kept holy day with the thousands of israel joining in the voice of joy and praise at another his tears were his meat day and night at one time his soul was cast down and disquieted within him at another he praised jehovah as the health of his countenance at one time he could look with open eye upon the glory of jehovah in his house at another he could only remember him from the land of jordan and of the hermonites from the hill mizar at one time deep called unto deep all god's waves went over him at another the lord commanded his loving-kindness and opened his mouth in song such were the tides of david's history the vicissitudes of day and night in his varying course every type of every saint's history not only in the old age of shadows but in our own true example of the changes and tossings marked out for the church in her course on earth from shame to glory what else are we to look for till the lord come in the first age of the church in the time of righteous abel it was so the evening and the morning were the first day in the last age of the church just ere the second adam is brought in it shall be no less so the evening and the morning were the sixth day then comes the world's seventh and brightest day a day of cloudless splendour unbroken and unending how wise how gracious that it should be so 
one firmament of gloom spanning our whole lifetime would be intolerable one long heavy chain of grief with which we could never get familiar and on which we could never learn to look calmly or one linked succession of griefs ever tearing open old wounds and adding new ones would wither up existence and blight life before its prime man's nature could not bear it man's heart would sink under it unless made totally callous by some unnatural process or sustained by daily miracle in which case grief would cease to be grief and there could be no such thing as trial or chastisement at all hence he who knoweth our frame and remembereth that we are dust not only stayeth his rough wind in the day of his east wind but often for a season bids both be still and breathes on us only with the freshness of the mild south for thus he has spoken, I will not contend for ever, neither will I be always wroth. For the spirit should fail before me and the souls which I have made. Isaiah 57.16 Such then is God's purpose concerning us, and such his reasons for it. The purpose is a gracious and a tender one. No less so are the reasons for it. He tells us that though he does at seasons contend with us, yet he will not prolong the contest beyond a certain time or limit, for in such a strife who could stand before the mighty one? In measure when it shooteth forth, thou wilt debate with it. Isaiah 27, 8. That is, he will set bounds to the sorrow and the smiting which cannot be overpassed. He will say to them, even in their fiercest course, Thus far shalt thou go and no farther for were he to allow that tide to roll on unhindered who even of his own chosen and beloved ones could withstand its rush or sustain themselves amid its deepening waters yet let us not forget what the sorrow has done for us while it lasted and what the night has been though dark and sad it has been a night of grief yet a night of blessing a night in which there may have been many things which we could wish forgotten yet many more which we should wish to be remembered for ever often during its gloom we called it wearisome and said when shall i arise and the night be gone job seven four yet how much was there to reconcile us to it nay to fill us with praise because of it it was then that the lord drew near and the world was displaced and self was smitten and our will conquered and faith grew apace and hope became brighter and more eager and the things that are unseen were felt to be the real and the true jerusalem that is above was seen by us as our proper home it was then that we had songs in the night psalm forty two eight our rains instructed us in the night seasons psalm sixteen seven it was in the night that we remembered the name of our god psalm 119:55 and desired him with our souls isaiah 26:9 meditating on him in the night watches psalm 63:6 it was in the night that he led us with a light of fire psalm 78:14 it was in the night that the dew lay upon the branch job 29:19 and with the dew there came down the manna, for the manna and the dew fell together, Numbers 11.9, so that out of the bosom of the darkness there came at once nourishment and freshness. It was then that we were taught sympathy with a groaning creation, taking part in its earnest expectation and waiting for resurrection, even as it is looking out for restitution. It was then that we were taught to know our high office as those who have the first fruits of the Spirit, to lead, as one has written, the choir of all-complaining nature, 
for it was then that the spirit's power came forth upon us to tune the chords of our manifold being that they might give forth the true note of mingled hope and sadness peculiar to creation in its present lower state and when we were fretting under the touch and perhaps with sentimental weakness talking of broken strings and a blighted life the hand of the great master tuner was upon us giving to each rebellious chord its proper tension that from the retuned instrument there might come forth that special harmony which he desires to draw from it in this present age that special harmony by which he is to be glorified on earth until eden comes again and the wilderness blossoms as the rose footnote thus even the philosophic german could express the apostolic thought respecting creation and give utterance to his sympathies when i stand all alone at night in open nature i feel as though it were a spirit and begged redemption of me often have i had the sensation as if nature in wailing sadness entreated something of me so that not to understand what she longed for cut through my very heart goethe quoted by othausen on the romans and another has thus written even in the things of the world around us there is an element of life a yearning of what is bound which like that memnon statue unconsciously makes symphony when the ray touches it from above schubert cited by the same End footnote. it was then that we could make the utterance of jacob's patient faith our own i have waited for thy salvation o lord subscribing ourselves to our fellow saints as your companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of christ that is in patient waiting for his kingdom it was then that these words of blessed cheer fell so sweetly on our ears he who testifieth these things saith surely i come quickly drawing forth from our lips the glad response even so come lord jesus and it was then that while learning thus to plead make haste we also learnt to say with the bride a bundle of myrrh is my well-beloved unto me he shall lie all night in my bosom song of solomon one thirteen blessed and profitable however as we have found the night with its still seclusion and solemn teachings it is not the morning nor the day and its very darkness makes us long the more for the anticipated sunrise for the flight of shadows and the eternal daybreak nor are we hindered from desiring the day impatience is forbidden but not desire let us possess our souls in patience for he is neither the brave nor the believing man who says let me die for the cup is bitterer than i can drink but he who under the sorest grief can say let me live on and be useful whatever may be the bitterness of the cup but still we may long for the ending of the night as in sickness we may long for health and put forth all fit means for its attainment so in darkness we may cry earnestly for the dawning especially because we know that god has a day in store for us after the night is done a day which is to be far more than a compensation for all previous sorrow for every night god has provided a morning so that as we have many nights we have also many mornings even here they are not indeed mornings without clouds but still they are mornings whose cheering light lifts up the heavy spirit and brightens the faded eye but for the world the children of the night the heedless pleasure-loving world what morning is there or what earnest of the morning none or at least it deserves not the name of morning their sorrows are multiplied because they have hastened after other gods their joy is but a moment their consolation is no better than a dream they serve a god that cannot save and that cannot comfort their portion here at the best is emptiness and the end 
is the eternal blackness and the infinite despair the tidings of god's free love they heed not but the tidings of his wrath they shall ere long be made to heed if now they turn not to him who is entreating of them this one favour that they would bring their sins to him for pardon and let him bear all their griefs and carry all their sorrows End of chapter three